What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to My Social Life. This is the podcast where you can hear the real stories behind the people on social media. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly, and today is a takeaways episode. And if you're new here, what a takeaways episode is, is where I sit down and I talk to you about the most recent podcast episode of the week. And today we're discussing my conversation with Tara Porter. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to the full episode with Tara Porter, no worries. But just to give you a little context on who she is, Tara runs the Instagram and the Facebook for Pure Kitchen, which is a popular vegan and vegetarian scratch kitchen here in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. I've tried it myself. I really, really enjoy their food. They have a great poutine, poutine, however you say it. And they also have absolutely unreal cauliflower wings. If you're ever in Ottawa, I highly recommend them. But I really enjoyed my conversation with Tara, it's a bit of a mix or a bit of a change from the usual guests we have on the podcast. I haven't interviewed too, too many social media managers. I think it'd be interesting to try and get a few more on the podcast as we keep going here, as I myself am a social media manager by day. So it's just cool to talk to other people that do a similar job that I do, but for a different industry. So I really enjoyed talking with Tara and I feel like we really dug into the Instagram strategy for quite a while, more so than on the average episode. And I really liked my talk with her. And the first thing that I want to talk about with the takeaways. And if you're new here, the takeaways, I just like literally just ramble for 15, 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes. This is your first episode. Welcome to my social life. But I want to talk about the fact that Tara didn't go to school. And that's a common theme in the podcast. I often ask people like what their schooling is, what their education, because I feel like there's a big debate right now around is school necessary? Should you go to school? Does it depend on what you do? If you want to be in social media, should you go to school? And I mean, I'm not going to get too, too heavy into what my answer is in that question. Um, but I think it was interesting how Tara never ended up going, but she talked about a very, very brief part of the podcast. And I actually just jotted this down quickly, like that she was saying how she'll be the 40 year old in a classroom still learning. So it's not that she, so she didn't go to school, but she didn't stop learning. And that was another thing that she said. She said that yoga teachers are always learning. And I think that's, great, but that shouldn't just apply to yoga teachers. You listening to this should always be working. You don't graduate high school. You don't graduate university. And that's just a hard stop. You're done learning. You're not learning anything else. You should constantly be learning and adding new tools to your tool belt. An interesting concept that I, that I heard of recently through Steve Bartlett, who's the founder of social chain. I can't remember where he heard this from, but it was the concept called skill stacking and it's how to become one of the best in your industry. And the concept of skill stacking is that you shouldn't just try and become the number one person in your city, in your country, in the world at a certain skill. It is extremely, extremely hard and extremely time consuming to become the number one at anything. It's going to be a lot of work. And it's going to take a lot of time. But another way where you can set yourself apart as opposed to being the number one at anything is to stack your skills, to be the number 10, the number eight, the number seven, the number six, the number three, the number 10 again, at a bunch of different skills. And then you're the person with the highest level of a stack of skills. So maybe you're not just a great public speaker, but maybe you're also, you're maybe you're a great social media manager, but then you're also a great public speaker and you're a great writer. And you can stack those three skills on top of each other to separate yourself. So now you're doing, now you're running social media, but you're also doing speaking engagements based on your experience as a social media manager. And then you can turn that into a book and you just stack these skills. And maybe you're a great networker on top of being a great speaker and a great social media manager. And you just stack those skills on top of each other to really set yourself apart from your competition. 
And that's why I kind of wrote that down is the fact that Tara didn't go to school, but that's not meaning she's done learning. She's going to keep learning and keep acquiring new skills. She's going to keep stacking skills on top of each other and she's going to keep getting better and better. It was just an interesting because you hear when most people don't go to school, it's because they don't like school. But for her, it's not that she just was completely against school, just never really worked out. But she said maybe like at 40, she'll be the one sitting in a classroom learning. And I just thought that was interesting that she's not like completely anti-learning and anti-school. At the time, it wasn't for her, but that doesn't mean she absolutely hates it. She doesn't think it's wrong or you shouldn't go. She's actually could see a future where she's in a classroom again. So it's not necessarily that school is bad or education is bad. You should always be learning and always figuring out what the next thing that you should be adding, what skills you should be stacking on top of each other to get better and better. And I really, really just like that. That was one of the big takeaways I had for me is that the fact that you should always be learning. You should continually be learning. If I'd, let me just put it this way. If I'd stopped learning when I'd graduated college, I wouldn't be standing here talking to you right now, standing here because I'm at my standing desk. That got a little awkward. Um, But I wouldn't be like standing here talking to you right now about all of this stuff. Like I didn't have a very deep understanding of social media at all when I graduated. I kind of understood it from a very, very high level. And then I got I got a job being a social media manager where I started slowly started to kind of learn and add these skills to my belt. And I started doing a lot of learning independently and on my own, listening to different podcasts and watching YouTube videos, reading articles and blog posts. And I just started slowly learning, building up these skills, stacking them on top of each other. Right. And then the podcast came into the, and came into the mix. I didn't know anything about podcasts. I didn't know anything about audio editing, but I was able to figure it out and I was able to stack those skills. Now I have a stack of skills that involve social media, some that involve podcasting. I have now as a result of the podcasting I'm adding skills that involve interviewing and just all these things that are just coming because I'm continually learning so you shouldn't just stop learning when you graduate that's what I'm saying constantly be learning it's one of the most valuable things you can do time is a very very precious asset but spending it learning and adding new skills is a valuable way to use it The next thing that I want to talk about as a social media manager, this was a really, really interesting thing that Tara said that she does. And it's that on Sundays, she has like her mental health day where she doesn't check the social media channels at all. She has like a social, she has like a weekly social media detox. And that was fascinating to me because the social media managers, you constantly feel like you have to always be plugged in. You can't just unplug. But Tara does just that. Every Sunday, she just shuts it off, doesn't check it, doesn't worry about it, and she'll get back to it on Monday. And I just thought that was so interesting because I just never really heard anybody talk about that before. And I feel like in the social media world, in the social media and sports world that I work in, I feel like work-life balance is just a very, very difficult conversation to have. And it's difficult to maneuver because you always have to be connected. If you're not answering, then who is? You need to be responsible for that brand depending on how what your setup is 24 hours a day. If you're not answering, then the brand's not answering and you need to be doing that community management. It's just interesting that she does that. She completely unplugs and I really, really like that. And it was cool too because she's like, it allows her to reset. She's like, if she's if she's working on, if she's just working seven days a week, eventually she's going to tire out. She's going to burn out a little bit. But by taking that day, she comes in Monday, fired up, ready to go. She's reset. She's right back into it. Whereas if she was just always checking and always engaging, she's going to hit that point. But she doesn't because she allows herself to have that reset. I think it's important. 
I think you need to be intentional with how you use social media, especially if you're a social media manager because you're using it for your job and then you're using it just like everyone else, mindlessly scrolling. And before you know it, you're spending your entire day on social media. So you need to be intentional with how you use it. Not just having like a mental health Sunday, which I think is really interesting and something that some people could try. And if you do try it, I'd love to hear kind of how that goes for you, but also just on a day-to-day basis. You can't just be using it all the time, right? Like take that time every single day where you kind of put your phone down. Have like a mini detox for like 20, 30 minutes, an hour. Because you just shouldn't always have your phone all on you. You shouldn't always be connected. It's good to take that time to disconnect. And kind of as I was talking here, I was I, my brain, I'm talking to you with one thing on one thought, but I'm thinking about another thought at the same time. And I kind of want to come back to always be learning. I think an interesting thing that I also want to talk about, which isn't even really a takeaway. I was just kind of thinking about this in the background as I was talking about the last point, but it's that as you're always learning, your opinions are going to change. And I think that's an okay thing. Cause I feel like people, once you say something, you're tied to that opinion. I feel like when, but you shouldn't be because as you're learning, your mindset's going to change. You are going to change. Your opinions are going to change as a result of that. As you learn new information, you're going to be introduced to new concepts, new ideas, and you could change your opinion. And I feel like once we say something, we feel like we're tied to that opinion, but you're not because as you're growing, so are your opinions. So are your ideas. Everything's constantly changing. And I think it's okay to change your opinion. Next, I feel like when people change their opinion, they feel like they've lost the argument, but that's not the case. You've just acquired more knowledge you've done more time debating like going over that subject so i think it's more than okay to change your opinion i just want to implore you that if you are as you are constantly learning don't be afraid to change your opinion and if someone calls you out on that you can just say straight up like i've educated myself further on the subject and this is what i've decided now that could be dangerous if you've argued till you blue till you're blue in the face about something and then you've changed your opinion i understand how that can be difficult but In order to grow as an individual, you need to be able to change your opinions. And an important thing as well is the ability to be able to lose an argument. If you're arguing with someone and you know you're wrong, you have to have the humility to acknowledge the fact that they're right. By doing that, you're growing because you're learning from that argument. I think an interesting person that does this is Ray Dalio. If you haven't read his book yet, Principles, I highly recommend it. I'm only halfway through it, but it's a really good book with a lot of interesting ideas and a lot of interesting principles. And one thing that they they have there, I believe he calls it as radical candor. Well, people will have a spirited debate when they disagree on different sides, but you have to, before you get into that, establish parameters as to how you determine who the winner is, or you have to have a, someone that's there that is able to determine who the winner is. And when that debate is over, and if you've lost the debate, you don't take it personally. And that's how you all get better. And that's how the best ideas rise to the top. So as you're constantly learning, don't be afraid to change your opinions. That wasn't necessarily a takeaway from my conversation with Tara. My brain was just kind of running in the background. And I kind of just wanted to share that last, that point there with you. But we're going to move on back over to some takeaways from my conversation with Tara. And this one is be real. It was something she said in the pod. I think it was near the end of the podcast, if I'm not mistaken, where she talked about just be real on social media. We constantly feel like we have to be putting on the best version of ourselves, the PR version of ourselves. We only share the highlights, but that's not the case. What's going to help people connect with you better as well as both a brand as an, and as an individual, if that's the route you're going, is by being transparent, by being real. People are going to connect better with you if they can relate to you. If you're always perfect, it's hard to connect. It's hard to like register with someone that whose life seems to always be perfect when you know yours isn't. And believe me, like I'm not, that's not a shot at you. My life is far from perfect. But by, dem- by showing that on social media, people are going to be able to relate to that. And if they relate to that, they're going to connect with you better. 
by building a connect and by having a better connection, it's just going to be better for you all around by having that tie with your audience. So be real. Another added benefit to being real as well is if you're being real, you're going to be encouraging others to be real themselves. If they're seeing, oh, that you're, you're like sharing about some of your like low points on social. Maybe I can do the same. I just didn't think people shared that online. So you're just kind of inspiring others to be open and as well. And it's just better because mental health is such a, such a hot topic when it comes to social media with Instagram removing likes and everything like that. And a big part of it is everyone feels like we're just sharing the best moments. We're never sharing the low moments, but be real on social media. Don't come up with a persona, be who you are. Because at the end of the day too, if you're not someone who you are and you're trying to grow on social media and then eventually you do grow, but you're not you, it's not going to be fun. So just be real and be you when it comes to social media. I feel like Joey Kidney, be you, be beautiful. I know it's stay you, stay beautiful, but it was just kind of what I was rolling with. If you haven't listened to the episode with Joey Kidney, it's episode number 21 recorded that one that one actually came out almost a year ago now which is crazy he was the first youtuber we ever had on the podcast so if you haven't listened to episode number 21 with joey kidney it'd be awesome if you checked it out it's my second most downloaded episode of all time um so i think that means that people like it so if you haven't listened to that one yet definitely go and check that out but on to my last takeaway from my conversation with tara and this is probably the most important one um the the lesson here the takeaway is to focus on branding over sales. Now I pause there a little bit for dramatic effect, but also because I needed a drink of water. But when it comes to social media and just kind of business in general, I feel like people can can, can get caught up in like the quick cash, making the sale, trying to get cash flow in super quickly, which I understand, especially if you need money. I totally understand why you're doing that. I understand the appeal. But actually, especially even when you're in social media or like as a social media manager, because with some businesses, especially SMBs, small, medium businesses, it's hard to quanti- it's like quantify why you're doing social media because there's no obvious way to show ROI, right? Like you can't be like, we posted 23 times on social media. As a result, we had 48 conversions. You can do that on with ads, of course, but organic is an important part of the strategy as well. And there's no direct correlation. You can't say because of this many posts, we got this many sales or because of this many posts, we got this much, like this much brand or this much reach or this much brand awareness. It's tough. So with that, you, if you're doing the sales, it's when you're just doing content for the sake of content, then it's hard to like, it's hard to prove an ROI with social. So if you're always pushing for sales and then you can see that sales spike through your content if you look in the analytics you can see link clicks and stuff like that so you're always pushing sales but at the end of the day it's more important to build brand constantly selling like constantly pushing buy this buy that buy like my book buy my course come into the restaurant buy this meal isn't the isn't the way to go about it you should go about it by building brand You should focus on creating content that will provide value for your audience. Because the interesting thing with that is by building, by building content or by building brand through creating content that provides value for your audience, they're going, you're going to stay top of mind for your, with your consumers. Because in the case of your kitchen, if through their email list, they're not just selling or offering deals. Sometimes they're just sending recipes and different things like that. And so the kind of what I was talking about on the podcast, if you fit, if you send an email, that provides a recipe or you post it on social media that provides a recipe and it looks good and then people try the recipe and they like the recipe and now 
they're thinking about how much they like your food and then a pure kitchen is still top of mind for them. Even though you're not selling, you're staying top of mind by providing value to them, by giving them recipes that they can try or different things like that or different tips and tricks when it comes to eating healthy or eating vegetarian or vegan. Like By creating content that provides value, you're just helping yourself. You're building that brand, right? And then by doing that, when someone needs to go, when someone's hungry and they're trying to think of restaurants, who are they going to think of? Oh, why don't we go to Pure Kitchen? I tried this recipe that they sent me the other day. It was so good. Let's just, let's go there, right? By building brand, you're going to be the one that they think of when they, it's time for them to actually make the conversion by just selling to them when they're not ready to, when they're not in that buying mindset, there's no point in doing that. But when, by building brand, when they are in that buying habit, when they do want to make a purchase, when they do want to go buy food, who are they going to think of? Pure Kitchen, right? Because you've built that brand. You've built that recognition with them. When they think of them, they think of restaurants, maybe they want it. When they think of vegan and vegetarian food, they're going to think of pure kitchen now, not because you offer them 10% off the next time in the restaurant, but because you provided value to them. You have some form of significance to that individual. And as a result, it takes time, but then eventually they do convert. And then on top of that, if you've provided value to them, if you play some form of significance to them, they're also going to promote your brand. If you're bringing them value, if you send them a recipe and they make this recipe and this recipe's good, they're gonna tell their friend. They're gonna send their friend the recipe. Whoa, where'd you get this? I got this at Pure Kitchen. And their friend tries the recipe. Wow, this is good. Let me check out what Pure Kitchen is. Oh, this is a cool restaurant. Follows the restaurant. Sees the food posts in the feed a couple times. Wow, this looks really good. And then they come to the restaurant as well. All by building brand, by creating content that provides value, not just trying to sell to them directly. So when it comes to social media, you shouldn't just be sell, 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 sell. You should focus on building brand. It's better for the long term. It might not get you cash immediately in the short term, but it's a better move for the long term. And I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Whether you've listened the entire way through, you've only listened to bits and pieces. I really appreciate you taking the time to check this out. Do me a favor. Go and check out Pure Kitchen. Follow Tara on Instagram. I'll make sure everything's linked in the show notes down below. And if you'd like, if you'd like to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at the Jacob Kelly. Feel free to come and say hello. My DMs are always open. And if you'd like to follow the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at My Social Life Podcast or on YouTube by searching up My Social Life. And also, if you enjoyed this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating and a review. The more positive ratings and reviews we get, the more it helps new people find the show. And it really helps to grow the community that we're developing here. But I want to thank you once again for listening to this podcast. We'll talk soon.